It's Monday the 20th of March. Welcome to Afternoon Sports. Shadwicker here, joined, of course, by Shane Lee, Shano. Lots of things happening at the moment in the world of sport. Um, before we get into sport, though, I've got to give a quick shout-out to anyone who's in Melbourne listening at the moment. Shane, a shameless, uh, a shameless plug. <laughs> Hello. There you go. Uh, for my uh, comedy show, it's going to be at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival, How I Almost Killed a Guy. I yes, think I spoke yes. to you about this show before I went to Adelaide a few weeks back. Mate, so what, what happens at a, at, a, at a big comedy festival like the Melbourne one? Do you, all the comedians hang out together after the show? What's the story? Oh, it depends. You know what the thing is? I think a lot of people probably... I'll, I'll peel back the curtain. So a lot of people talk up, yeah, oh, I'm going to Melbourne International Comedy Festival, and people go, oh, my God, congratulations. That's amazing. Like as if <laughs> it's really hard to get into. But the reality yeah. is is it's open um, sourced. So it's like you find a venue that's willing to let you use their place okay. uh, and you pay them a lot of money to use their venue and then you pay the festival a lot of money just to put your name on their program and then you <laughs> okay. uh, wait for the seven people that come each night and you watch your money disappear. <laughs> but that's not going to happen to me because all of the afternoon sport listeners that are in Melbourne are going to come to my show, yes. How I Almost Killed a Guy, which starts on the 29th of March at the Belfry in uh, Fitzroy. So I'm sure you've had a, a drunken night or two wandering down Fitzroy, mate. Oh, yeah, dude, don't mind that place. <laughs> good part of the world. <laughs> you start the night and you wake up in a, in a large field with a small animal. Anyway, that's another story. Oh, that's all right, because other suburbs in Melbourne, you seem to go out, get pissed one night, and you wake up missing a kidney. But that's also <laughs> another story. But uh, look, today on the show, we've got to get into a bit of cricket, a bit of baseball, and Aussie killing it in the NBA so quickly after smashing it here in Australia. NRL, mm. AFL, and more. So let's just get into it. Afternoon sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website or email hello at afternoonsport.com. Well, look, the test matches weren't the most exciting in the world. Well, they were exciting, but, I mean, look, pitches were a disaster the most of the time with Australia and India. But the two countries are now uh, in the midst of the one-day internationals. Shano, look, we're all talking about Steve Smith, and he's getting more catches. Well, so it's it's one all now in the series, and I'll talk about the second game that happened overnight. But uh, I thought... Um our, our first effort, we had, we had a good chance to really, and for Steve Smith as captain, to really drill a win in the first game. And he sort of let things sort of slip, uh, sort of slide on a bit. Uh, and I thought we, we could have won that game, but we didn't. Uh, the second game was a totally different story. Australia won the toss, sent India in. We bowled him out for 117. Virat Kohli, the highest run score with 31. But Mitchell Stark, 5 for 53. And Sean Abbott, 3 for 23. Just absolutely went straight through the Indians like a big curry, um, and then and then and then Australia uh, responded with none for 121. Mitchell Marsh 66 not out, and Travis Head 51 not out. So we win none down, huge win. But what they're all talking about um, in this match was Steve Smith's actual catch at sort of one and a half slip. He dived like a goalkeeper to his right. It was a good two meter dive. Stuck out the right hand and took an absolute blind. Probably one of the best catches you'll ever see. There you go. Another one to add to the mm. highlight reel for yes. Steve Smith there as well. Look, let's go from cricket to American cricket. 
<laughs> yeah, it's good to talk about baseball. And to be honest, the Americans will start talking about cricket soon as well with that competition that's starting to come mm. together in the States soon, which Steve Smith has obviously been earmarked for a possible uh, twilight of his career at in the next few years. That's for another time, though. Australia, look, punching above our weight again. We have been on a cruise through this uh, baseball adventure in Japan, but it has now come to an end at the World Baseball Classic. Uh, as we ended up losing to Cuba. To Cuba in the uh, in the quarterfinal. Dave Nielsen's team looked bloody good. Um, I said this the other day on the show, and uh, this is a chance now where baseball, it's that sort of third-tier sport in this country, could really jump up a few pegs here. Uh, there'll be huge interest now. Um, but when he went down 4-3 to Cuba, Cuba now take on the USA after uh, the WBC Championship. Um, after the, the US, the Yanks beat Venezuela. But um, look, we, we played way above our expectations um, and the team itself uh, looked really good um, as a side. And I think, yeah, there's only bigger and better things to come for baseball in this country. How's the Team USA opponents? They're just on a tour of countries yeah. we've pissed off when it comes to this baseball game. <laughs> Venezuela, now they're going to take on Cuba. Like, oh, geez, all right. Look at that. Not a, lot of, not a lot of people in the room that are happy they turn up, but that's all right. That's cool. Um, you know what I loved about this, this run in the baseball, though, because it was early on when we, were, um, when we beat Korea, uh, and mm. that was like a huge upset, and people were like, oh, my God, Australia, what the hell? I saw this awesome uh, tweet from Roger Sherman that I wanted to share mm-hmm. with you, okay? He wrote this. Yep. He said, how does Australia have so many sports? They invented multiple sports nobody else plays. They do cricket and several types of rugby. They got to the knockout rounds of the World Cup. They have NBA players, and they even had a starter in the Super Bowl. Actually, had two starters. And yep. they can beat Korea in baseball. What is this country? And, I mean, yes, that mate. is a testament, isn't it? Because we are 25 million strong now, I believe, and are somehow like just consistently in these tournaments now. And look, and we start, we're starting to win uh, Winter Olympic medals as well. We've got, we've got bugger all snow. So, look, there's no doubt we, as, as a country, we overperform um, in the sporting stakes. And, um, and may that continue because it's, uh, I, I think just growing up in this country, it's a big part of, of everyone's Saturday. I know I spent my whole weekend going from sporting field to sporting field to watch my kids and drive them around. And um, you know, it started at 8, 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, and I finally finished watching Thomas play his first rugby match. At about four thirty PM yesterday, so it's um it's a big it's a big commitment, but uh, but we do love our sport. Yeah, well, I mean, I'll tell you what. After the baseball success, I might have to pop around the back of my place in uh, Kelvin Grove and check out the Brisbane Bandits. They have got their little stadium out the back there, floating around. Get some nuts, sit there, enjoy a bit of the game. Uh, hey, talk about overachieving as well. Although it's it seems like it's just standard now. Manchester City, uh, look. They had a 7-0 win in the Champions League to move through the tournament. Mm -hmm. They're now into, I think, their fifth consecutive FA Cup semi-final, 6-0 over Burnley, and it's all on the back of Erling Haaland, who is an absolute freak. That is back-to-back hat-tricks that he has scored now in two absolute demolitions by Man City. Yeah, as you said, 6-0 over Burnley, but Erling Haaland has scored six hat-tricks this season, (laughs) two, two this week. It's, it's insane, ridiculous. isn't it? And he's, he's in, uh, I think he's on now after that hat trick, 42 odd goals, 42 goals total. Yep. And yep. I think the commentary said it best when they, he scored his second. And one of the guys in the commentary booth goes, he's going to get 60, isn't he? He's, he's definitely going to get 60 goals this season. <laughs> and, and, the, and the record for the Premier League era is 44 by Mo Salah and Cristiano Ronaldo. <laughs> yeah. So, mate, he needs two more. He, he's going to get 60. And yeah. you think so. Like, but 
six hat tricks in one season, two in a week. Mental. My God. Yeah, and to end in two of the biggest tournaments. You know, yeah, that are in their calendar with the FA Cup and the Champions League. It's crazy. Uh, stay yep. with us because after this short break, we are going to be talking the AFL that kicked off their season with G some highs, some lows, and broken bones, and uh, the NRL and more. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Well, uh, look, there was absolute scenes with Essendon and Hawthorne on the weekend after, look, not just the fact that Essendon rained down nine unanswered goals after trailing in the second quarter to basically just put away Hawks embarrassingly mm. displaying there, but it was the fans erupting more at the return after a 588-day uh, getaway from the sport, and back comes McDonald Tippenwoody. Yeah, he did, and he kicked a goal, and uh, the crowd went absolutely off. But uh, as you as you mentioned, mate, a huge win for Eston, 124 um, over the Hawks, um, 65, uh, just dominated. Um, and Tip and Woody, he also, mate, only a week ago that he was getting fat shamed of how, how much out of Nick he was. But uh, like any true legend, um, it's with those silky hands of his and um, and, and a beautiful kick, he, uh, he answered the critics in the right way. But look, a few interesting um, results in the AFL over the weekend for me. It was good to see my Sydney Swans um, smash the Gold Coast 110 to 61. St Kilda had a great win over Frio. No one, no one picked that, particularly after Frio got out to a bit of a flyer, um, 167 yeah. to 52. Melbourne looked fantastic, uh, 115 defeating the Bulldogs, 65, and the Bulldogs nowhere near their best um, um, on on Saturday. Um, Port Adelaide, um, actually, yeah, we got to talk about that. Port over oh, Lions and Geelong going down as well. Two, they, they're the two of the major upsets. I've tipped Brisbane <laughs> to win the win the comp this year. They didn't look close to it. Port Adelaide looked fantastic, and and Collingwood, as you said, mate, 125 to 103 over over the Cats. They looked like the team to beat this season. I think after the first round, isn't that crazy? Yep. That you know the the talk of Geelong just going to go one better. I think I actually think it's Melbourne's. I mean, obviously they fell apart at the back end of last yeah. year as well, but there yep. was there was a lot of off field and kind of you know random things that kind of popped up in the middle of their season. But they were in form in the pre. Yeah, they so. were. Yep, and and mate, don't. Guess what? North Melbourne won as well. <laughs> North, yeah, North yeah. West Coast. That, that and, shame on you, West Coast, you, losing North Melbourne. <laughs> Carlton, technically, yeah, still undefeated. Yes, so. they are. Yep. <laughs> nice draw. I'll take that. I'll take a draw. I'll take a draw to kick things up. Uh, look, let's turn to NRL. All right. Look, there was a broken bone in the AFL. Of course, mm-hmm. that forearm. Jesus. Oh man, that was so hard to watch. Yeah, it's awful. But uh, in the NRL, we got a broken jaw. <laughs> <laughs> broken jaw over the weekend. Bones are cracking everywhere. Royce Hunt has been sent to the Symbian after throwing a punch as well. Yeah. Drama unfolding yesterday. Yeah, lots of drama, um, but some really interesting results. I think uh, I, I did say, I, I always thought, look at the Storm Titans game. Be- Bellamy has definitely gone one season too many, and he knew that. Um, 38 to 34, the Titans beating the Storm. Uh, high scoring match. Uh, the Dolphins, once again, mate, your Dolphins, <laughs> top of the table. Mate, fins up. 
Oh. Second. They're second of the Broncos, mate. Yeah. Calm down. Well, thir- thir- 36 <laughs> to 20 over the Knights. And, um, yeah, the Broncos absolutely smashing my Dragons 40 to 18. We're back back to reality after our first two wins. I'm counting the boys can a we, win. <laughs> can we talk – can we quickly touch on, on this? One thing with the Storm, the Bellamy one year too late. I think he's rebuilding a forward pack. And I think yep. that's kind of – that's showing. Yep. Um, and I think if there's one thing I'll refuse to do is to count out a Storm side just yet. Okay. I think they are just another side. I don't think they're a you know a, a definite top four. They're going to have a bigger. They're going to have a harder time next week because if Jerome Hughes gets his one match ban, they don't have their halves. Yeah. So not only there's no Pappenhausen, no Munster, there'll be no Jerome Hughes and a forward pack that's young and trying to rebuild. I think that they're going to be a late bloomer, much yeah. like what I think the Roosters are going to become, even though they got that great win over South on the weekend. Um, but What's going on with the Tigers? I mean, we saw a brief moment of this amazing attack that we, well, this attack's going to happen. But even so, three tries, four minutes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was a bulldog side that I think took. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think there's a there's a big issue in Tigerland, and you wouldn't think it, but like Tim Sheens, if you were going on form alone, you're like, this guy's not going to have a job come round seventeen. But they're too. They're handcuffed to it. They, they <laughs> right. are, mate. And but I, I did mention the last ten years he's been over in England. He got sacked twice over there. Um, so for, for, for non-performance. <laughs> so yeah, really interesting. It's interesting game two. The Sharks without Nico Hines again uh, lost to the Raiders. The Raiders desperately needed that win, didn't they? Mm, yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, and then we got to see our first proper punch thrown in NRL in what feels like forever. Yeah, yep, uh, <laughs> that was a, de- a decent punch, wasn't it? <laughs> There was a couple of wrecked faces, actually. Manu got his face touched up again. He seems to, that cheek does not want to stay healthy, I feel, with how he's playing on the weekend for the Roosters as well. I do want to mention this is a an interesting story that um, I think because the season's kicked off, we kind of forgot about this, but Angus Crichton, mm. um, who has had a, a lot of off-field troubles at the moment, we've now been told that there is a bit of a roadmap for when mm-hmm. he's going to probably return to the field of footy after getting a diagnosis of bipolar disorder. Yeah, well, you're hearing very different stories out of the, the Roosters camp. Um, on one hand, you're hearing, yep, he has, there's a definite roadmap now and he has been diagnosed, but he could be back sooner rather than later. Then on the other hand, you're hearing that this guy is absolutely pickled um, and not just with the bipolar diagnosis, but it, mentally and physically, um, he is all over the shop. Um, which I hope that's I hope that's not the case because it's uh, yes. Yeah. I was hearing reports that he not only may he never come back and play footy again, like he, he he may be struggling just to lead a normal life in the future, which is really really disturbing. Yeah, it's quite a it's crazy turn of events for a lot of people because you think of what he was yep. doing yep. eight months ago, you know, and you're kind of like, well, how has this taken such a turn? But this is the thing we you know yep. it's it's kind of a silent um, suffering for a lot of people that you don't get to hear about a lot. So I mean, apparently, according to some in Roosters camp, they've mapped out a way for him to return to the Roosters setup. Now, this is interesting because I feel like there's a little bit of an element through what you hear from the Roosters that it doesn't necessarily say or lock them yep, into the yep. idea of him playing mm. rugby league, where it might be that he he returns to the Roosters organisation rather yeah, than actually playing. So there's something interesting to kind of. Yep keep an eye on and hopefully it all comes together some positive news we did mention yes. about how good the Aussies do in sports around the world right and one of the sports that was mentioned was the NBA how do you go from this back to back NBL title winner MVP in the NBL and then off you go and play for the Wizards a few days later that is the life of Xavier Cooks who is now an NBA superstar 
Isn't this an unbelievable story? As you said, back-to-back premierships, um, and only four days ago he's celebrating that win for the Kings, and then the Washington Wizards have got got, got him coming off the bench. And um, look, and not only has he come off the bench, the the coach uh, for the Wizards has said, now, "This kid has serious ability. Uh, he's big. He can defend multiple positions." Um, yeah, he's got a lot of versatility. So, you know, it's, um, he's obviously he's, in, he's impressing a lot of people very quickly, this guy. Yeah, I mean, and we're just – this is a lot of Aussies now that it's now a point where, you yeah. know, we used to be able to go, oh, I can name each Aussie that plays in the NBA. Now we're starting to get to a point where you're going, you're forgetting people. <laughs> That's I right. Mean, we've still got Dyson Daniels well, yeah. sitting out there. Remember, he got picked in the first round of the NBA draft just last yeah. week. So there's a lot of names out there. And I think it's it's really also a – the NBL, you talk about baseball having to jump on this success mm. from that tournament there. The NBL they now do. needs yep. to really – you know, you've got some names owning teams now. Like Curios has just bought that new franchise. Is in that kind yep. of ownership group. So you've got this kind of level of superstardom that's coming to these sides. It's time to seriously start. If they, if their goal really, it should be that we're going to be the G League of the international game. 100%. We're going to be what yep. the G League is yep. in the US. To you know, get your veterans over here and send us your guys that don't want to go to college. Yeah, well, it's. Yeah, it used to be like almost, um, you know, the, the NBL here um, used to be just like, I suppose, riding a electric bike compared to driving a Ferrari, <laughs> yeah. right, uh, over there. But but it's, it's a lot closer now and, and it has to be a lot closer because the players are coming straight from playing here over there and not embarrassing themselves, but they're actually performing really, really well. So it, it's a lot closer than we think. So this league we've got in Australia is bloody good and we need to, as you said, mate, get on, get on, get on top of that and make sure we promote it. Uh, in the right way. Yeah, for those looking for the stat line, he came out and he had only five minutes, but got himself two rebounds. So right in the end, get himself yep. a few yep. minutes. And I'm looking at this was wizard side. Cooks will definitely be able to move up the rotation in this side, I reckon. You know what I mean? Okay. Getting brought back in, getting brought in so early um, and then getting himself five minutes immediately. I mean, obviously he's sharing it with the back end of the bench. I wouldn't be surprised if you start seeing him get close to 10, 13 minutes off the bench soon. Okay. So let's wait and see. Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport for today. So make sure you hit follow and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you need. And, of course, a big thank you to our producer, Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Thanks for listening to Afternoon Sport. If you enjoyed the show, why not check out one of our other podcasts? Like Lunch with Lee, former cricketer Shane Lee talks to celebrities, sports people, musicians, politicians and more about sports, music and business. Find it wherever you listen to podcasts or head to afternoonsport.com. Afternoon sport.